So first, we're going to have you guys just introduce yourself and give us your name, how long you've been in the Legion, just a little introduction to yourself. Okay, my name's Art Booth. I've been with the American Legion for 12 years now. I've been commander for the last seven or eight. And my service was the Indiana Army National Guard, active duty, and then reassigned to the Indiana Guard for about two years till I had an accident that changed the whole my whole lifestyle. So that's who I am. But we right. can talk. Hey guys, I'm Erin Harvey. Um, I have been with the Legion probably actually only two years, but I have uh, been with the Indiana Air National Guard here in Fort Wayne. Go Black Snakes! Um, for about 16 years. I have 12 years active duty, and then I just had the opportunity to transition into a traditional guardsman role, um, and I work out there just on the weekends. So, yeah. All right. Um, I'm Summer Shaneyfell. I've been with the Legion five years now. Um, I was the adjutant, now I'm vice commander. First vice. Um, I was with uh, the reserve unit in Fort Wayne, and then I did a year active duty. Um, and then I've been a stay-at-home mom. I'm Dennis Friday. Been with the Legion about 10 years. Was active duty 1962 to 65, U.S. Army. Live here in Bern now. All right. Okay, so our first question probably is going to have to be, like, what is the Legion? I don't know if, like, a lot of people know what the Legion is or, like, what you guys do. Okay. The, the Legion was formed after World War I, 1917. The guys were getting out. The war was over. And they put the group together to actually take care of the veterans after they went home. Okay? So they went to... Uh, the Congress, they are uh, registered as a veterans group that take care of the veterans uh, in different styles and fashions since then. So we are the largest group that advocate for veterans. Uh, they are the group that put the Veterans Bill of Rights together. That was passed in Congress. Uh, what else? We got service groups that, you know, we got the Buddy checks. We got the uh, educational programs like we come into the school and do the flag etiquette program. There's a couple other programs we can come into the school and do. But our goal is uh, to educate people about uh, the military, to help our veterans get benefits or they're supposed to get without having to go through a bunch of red tape. We take care of that red tape. We cut that. Um, what else do we do? And Boy we, Scouts. Yeah, we Boy are uh, required by legislation to support the local Boy Scouts and in their programs, which we do. The locals one here in town uh, do the Girl Scouts too. Mm -hmm. uh, we got programs for that. We have the, the oratorical programs. If you guys are juniors this year, you can get into that program. And it, if you go to the national and are Lucky enough to give the speech that wins the whole ball of wax, you get a full ride scholarship to an Ivy Tech college, which is worth over $100,000. So it behooves you to get into this. And some of these guys that do these speeches and gals are awesome. I've listened to them. They are awesome. So that's just some of the things we do. 
Uh, we have subgroups. We have the auxiliary, which is the wives, mothers, uh, daughters of the veterans. We have the Sons of the American Legion, which are sons, grandsons, great-grandsons that join and, and help uh, support the Legion and whatever we do. The newest organization is uh, the Legion Riders. These are the guys that wear the leather jeans. Other best and ride Harleys and just have a good time doing stuff. So, but they're all service oriented. Everything they do helps the veterans. I know the riders out of Fort Wayne uh, find furniture for veterans, find homes for veterans, supply them with foods. The guys that don't have that. So we do a lot of things at a high impact but a low cost. They're not like some organizations. They, they pay their leadership to go out and do this. Our guys do it all because we're taking care of our brothers and sisters. So that's the legion in a nutshell. Yeah. Okay? Everything's volunteer. Yeah. Huh? Everything's we're all volunteer. volunteer. Yeah. yeah, all volunteers. Nobody gets paid. That separates us from some of the, the other organizations that says we help, we help, but they're paying their leadership absolutely okay. outstanding amounts of money. Mm-hmm. And you'll see our guys don't get a dime, and they're proud of it. Mm-hmm. Now, despite Talkings for soldiers. Oh yeah, yeah, we do. Well, that we help with that. I don't know whether you guys have seen that stockings for soldiers. The last few years, uh, we've come out and we work with uh, the uh, funeral homes and Decatur. The they they pay the freight on it, but we fill stockings that go overseas to veterans during Christmas. Nothing cooler than get something from home during Christmas. Isn't that for active duty, though? Huh? Active duty soldiers, isn't it? Active duty? Active duty, yes. It's all active duty. Uh, They go overseas. Uh, They go to the guys here in the States. You know, if you're away from home at Christmas time, it don't make any difference. You're 3,000 miles away. Or 300 miles. I'm going to cut him off. So <laughs> I am actually serving still. And uh, in 2018, was in Afghanistan. And we got those packages um, completely unexpected. And it's the little things like that that really make you appreciate the Legion and the community that you're involved with. And you you are part of back home. Like, you know, it, people say, oh, it's just a burden. It's a small town. Well, your little small town is just making so many people happy and just really brightening their day. Mm-hmm. We get um, cards, you know, or just any type, any type of something from, home. something from home is amazing. And the Legion, you know, every time you open that box, a lot of times that's where it's coming from is the people at the Legion. So your one can of food that you're donating or your extra bag of Halloween candy, take that to the Legion. <laughs> they send it overseas to the troops and it makes a huge difference. I had a stepson who was in the Navy, and we sent him care packages at Christmas time. And my wife packed everything in popcorn because we didn't have bubble wrap and anything like that. Well, when he got, we finally got a letter back from him, he said, yeah, Mom, the popcorn is stale, but we ate it all. <laughs> so yeah, they were just happy to get that. So it's that kind of thing that supports these guys when they're over there in the middle of no place. And uh, just got one another. So package from home, you know, you got your eyes got to twinkle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's that's what the Legion does. Nothing to brag about, just what we do. It's things we do. It's part of the four pillars of the Legion. Mm-hmm. So okay. So despite what the Legion does, what has the Legion done for you guys in specific? 
I think give us an opportunity to do to do things we wouldn't normally do. That, keep like the, the packages. Yeah, and keep serving. So yeah. you know, I'm still serving. They're retired, but it just that is part of us. That's who God made us. That's mm-hmm. what's in our hearts. Is we have a servant's heart. We want to serve our country. We want to serve our community. So even after you're out of the military, um, it. That's us as sisters and brothers um, in a community get together and continue to serve, continue to give mm-hmm. and help those that are still serving or, you know, help the spouse of someone or the son of someone or right. or whoever. We're that connection for them to keep keep everyone, you know, taken care of and uh, serving. Most of us, us are volunteers anyway. Yes. We, we didn't get drafted. We volunteered. <laughs> yeah. I think also accountability for each other. Yeah. You know, we see a lot of soldiers fall off. And how many times do I know these gentlemen call other veterans, mm-hmm. say, hey, how you doing? Heard, yeah. Haven't heard from you a while. It's just accountability also. Uh, we yeah, As a group, we've all been through certain things. We've been mm-hmm. through it together. We've trained together. Our training each has a specialty or, or something like that. And we get together. We know what they feel like at times, okay? To other times, no, there's no way we know what they're feeling like, but we can we can feel for them, okay? Absolutely. And we can help that. And um, so Army, Air Force, Navy, and everybody always jokes about, you know, the different services. Oh, yeah. 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 The um, harassment that goes back from Brad to Brad is not real. Yeah. But <laughs> when it comes to this situation, it doesn't matter. Yeah. It doesn't matter where you come from, mm-hmm. a veteran is a veteran. It doesn't matter. We we support each other. Yeah. And you know what? Um, even going back to, we have A-10s in Fort Wayne. They're great airplanes. But guess what? We wouldn't have a job if we weren't out there helping the Army or vice versa. Well, yeah. So not only um, do we have our own branches, but we work together currently. You know, we help each other out when we're overseas. You know, I'm yeah. embedded with Army, embedded with Air Force, like, we work together, so it just continues that now where uh, yeah. it crosses over. Like, it's just, it doesn't stop. The, the bottom it, line, it, still, we help each other. still work for the same company, U.S. Yep. America. Yeah. Yes. But I think yes. it's also a brotherhood. It's Absolutely. A, yeah. It's camaraderie that, for each other. Just even different branches. It's like we all sign that dotted line mm-hmm. to give our life, whether we... Yeah, you we know, all took the same oath. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. At the end of the day, we will give each other banter and everything else. We stand shoulder to shoulder. Exactly. Absolutely. It don't matter what it is. We're there. Chips There's are nothing down, like to feel when you're in the battle hearing that helicopter come and pick <laughs> you up, yeah. take you out of the firefight. And here, see that airplane come by and do what they need to do. Mm-hmm. Great feeling to have them up there. Well, yeah. I had a Air Force pilot tell me that it was awesome, awesome, nice to have the Army on the ground so we have a safe place to land. Exactly. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Set up an LZ for yeah. them to land. Yeah. yeah. Fire-free LZ. They can bring their planes in, refuel, rest. So it's it's a, a combination of skill sets that still comes under USA. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And it takes everyone. Um, we were kind of talking about this before you guys got in here. Um, I don't know if many people know this, but think of everything that it takes to make a town function. Think of every business, a bank, a yeah. um, hospital, a hospital uh, grocery the, store. the grocery store, the person that works on the tires and repairs your vehicles, you know, all of those things. 
That's what a military base is. It's mm. all of those things put together. So I know a lot of times you hear like, oh, this person was on the front line or this person was out here. You know what? Maybe I was working in the finance office. Maybe I was at the bank making sure you get paid. But guess what? Every person's job is important. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And everybody yeah. makes that up as a whole, as a team. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you do your homework, I think you'll find that for every person who's on that front line, there's eight people behind them making sure they get their ammunition, making sure they got their clothes, making sure the food's there. Every need they need, there's eight of those people. It's just As she says in town, it's just like in a grocery store. How many people does it take to make that customer, a satisfied customer, to get through the checkout line? Yeah. And that, that's the bottom line. As a group, as a whole, we function. Mm. Sometimes you wouldn't think that. But. <laughs> <laughs> What's next? What, where would you? Whatever. Huh? Just find one you like. Oh, here's a good one. Okay, what was your experience with enlistment like? What? I'm your sorry. experience with enlistment. Hurry up and wait. Oh, what? Enlist, I, when you enlisted, what was your experience? When I enlisted? Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, guys. Well, when I did it versus when R did it. Yeah, it was was a big <laughs> There's a whole lot of difference between when I enlisted in 66, yeah. okay, with the Army National Guard. Uh, my first duty thing was to come to Burton. Because in, no, in 65, what happened here at Burton? Way before you was born. Have you ever heard anybody talk about Palm Sunday? Palm Sunday tornado. I was here to stand in the middle of 27 and 500 South with an M1 directing traffic because they closed the town down. It had no infrastructure. The power was gone. The water was gone. Everything. And I can remember us coming in, doing that. They set our field kitchen up downtown. You know where the shoe store is now? It used to be downtown. That used to be the fire station. And that police department was there. That was our headquarters for a while. Oh my we gosh. set a field kitchen up, up, out, and we ate on the streets. Then went out and done whatever we had to do. That was my first duty. That fall, I went to my basic training, active duty training. I went to Fort Jackson, South Carolina for a week or two. Got all my shots. Sorry, yeah. Got all my shots. Got all my tests. Then they shipped to Fort Benning to do my training there in basic. Then on to Fort Dix in the middle of winter. It was cold (laughs) up there. Got there in December, just before Christmas, and then after that, for the next ten weeks, we were in. Colder blue blood snowed. They shut down the military base. He's looking at me. I don't know. <laughs> well, I'm thinking the Air Force base was next to us. Well, see, was... see, here's the thing. In the Air Force, we sleep in hotels. We don't sleep <laughs> around in the cold. Oh, yeah. We slept in 10-man tents with temperatures well below zero. And extreme sleeping bag, extreme cold for 100 below. That was at the end of the runways at the Air Force. But, yeah, that was, yeah. To get into the individual training, it's a whole different world. You yeah. go there. If you go there with an open mind, you'll survive. If you go there with a closed mind, it's going to be the worst yeah. 10, 15 weeks of your life, okay? These people here had it easy <laughs> Yeah, they went in. Yeah. I went in in 1962. <laughs> went to basic at Fort Benning. Then the ID drill instructor... Got this close. 
and screaming at you. Oh, yeah. I'm your mother. I'm your brother. I'm your <laughs> sister. I'm your father. You ain't nothing. Yeah. Oh, You're yeah. nothing but a maggot. Yeah, they cleaned that and it up. went downhill from there. Getting off the plane down at Columbia, South Carolina, and drill sergeant caught us right out there, right on the runway, and began that yeah. thing there. And that so, lasted for the next eight or ten weeks. And they don't talk in a normal tone of voice no. either. It's about up here, yeah. <laughs> screaming at you the whole and time. And then you get there, I think they hire the, the tallest guys they can find. Because you always got to look up, I'm, yes, Sergeant, no, Sergeant, you know, right? But I think my meanest ones were the short females. Well, we have, yeah. That, yeah, it's, you know, yeah. So um, he, they keep talking about, is it Fort Benning? Yeah. yeah. The Army still goes there to this day. Yeah. So all the Army goes to the same training at the same um, institution. Institution. So in the Air Force, we yeah. go to Lackland Air Force Base, yeah. which is in San Antonio, Texas. All of the Air Force, so um, all the Army, whoever, you'll hear active duty, you'll hear National Guard, you'll hear all these reserves, different terms. We all go through the exact same yeah. training. We don't, there's not different training for different ones. Hmm. So um, we all go through that 8, 10, 13 weeks, whatever basic training is yeah. for your you at your time. Um, but you know, going into it, you don't know this, but it's it's a mental game. They kind yeah, of it's a mindset. It's a mindset. Yeah. They tear yes. you down and make you Rebuild feel it. like you're dirt. I mean, you walk everywhere, you carry everything everywhere. Yeah. You <laughs> march. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you run every place. Okay. Uh, I mean, you know, there, there is a. Uh, <laughs> it's not easy. It's not. No, it's um, not for the faint. It's not for the faint, and but coming out of there and that day when you get your coin or you get your stripe or when you get to put Air Force on your shirt, you know they take our name tapes off. You see, you see people in military uniforms that has like their name and their rank and their U.S. Air Force or U.S. Army. You don't get that given to you. You earn that. Yeah. You earn your you stripes. Earn you earn all of that, and through your enlisted career, as um, uh, you continue to have to be educated. So. We go to basic training for however many weeks. Well, after that, then whatever our job is, just like, you know, after high school, most of you are going to go to college. We have to go to training. I have to be trained in my job to do my job. Mm -hmm. The military trains me to do that. Well, guess what? I get back home and I'm doing my job. And just like in college, you get, you know, let's say your associates, your bachelors, your masters. I'm constantly, um, I have drill this weekend and I'm taking a test. Um, I have to pass to put on the next rank. So that's not just handed to us. That's not given to us. No. That learn. learning never stops, and mm -hmm. you earn that. Mm -hmm. So if you see someone with a lot of stripes or those silver metal bars or birds or oak leaf cluster or whatever, they have earned that respect, and they've earned that rank, and they've studied hard to get there. And I don't just say that because you guys are in high school, and I'm like, hey, you need to study. I'm just saying, like, a lot of people think, oh, we get in the military, and then it just stops. It doesn't. So um, coming out and teaching and educating, um, the amount of leadership courses we take, the communication courses we take, all of these things as an enlisted person, it really helps you grow and develop you into the commander of the legion or the mom or the farm wife or the whatever, yeah. you know, you are, whatever you when, are. When you walk away from high school, don't have the thought, this is the last of my education. Because if you have that mindset, 
you're never going to advance in the world. Mm -hmm. You got to advance my education. I've got you would scare you to death how many hours I've got, right? Absolutely. I didn't do it in the military, but I did it in the civilian side. Uh, and it I, crosses over. Yeah. Yeah. So if you do civilian, say you get your bachelor's degree, you walk in as an officer. Like. How amazing. Yeah. And it puts you in different positions in your work, in the world. A lot of people don't know that. So it, when you guys said, hey, how's your enlisted? Enlisted is different than an officer. Yeah. So an officer yeah. is commissioned. They go through a completely different training than right. we do. So kind they of get think, basic training. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's kind of <laughs> like, you know, your your teachers and your principals. Like, they're, di yeah. they're different, you know. Yeah. There, there's a different mindset with them. Mm -hmm. um, skill set. Skill set, yes. Yeah. Thank you. But it's all... It really all goes back to our education and the amount of time we put in and dedication. Mm. Um, cool. And I'm guess tired. what? If I fail that test, I don't get that next strike. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I had a lieutenant colonel tell me that the guys that's going through basic and AIT passing that, that's a tough course. Mm. Probably one of the toughest to start out with. As she said, they break you down, retrain you. It's about like you played Little League, right? Maybe. I did. Okay. <laughs> you learn how to do basic things all the time, and you mm -hmm. learned how to do it mechanically. You didn't have to think about it. That's about what basic's true. You learn, if you hear that go off, you better do what you need to do. Because <laughs> yeah. yeah. I know I was at AIT, and they told us we could outrun the big guns coming in. So when they detonated that charge, and I, that was a big gun, I took off running. They had to catch me to tell me to stop and that's just how ingrained it is to you do these things. So it's not a, the, I think you talked to probably Conger. He just come through mm -hmm. basic. Mm -hmm. Ask him how that works, okay? Mm -hmm. I can be, be laying in the mud. I've stood at front rest, front leaning rest with water going by my head yeah. like this and pouring rain because the drill sergeant thought he needed it to, uh, what I want to say, <laughs> assert. Educate us a little more. <laughs> a little more okay. That's a good way. But yeah. it happened. And this, this sergeant yeah. was not no dummy. He was a guard the unknown soldier's tomb. A very respected man. Okay. But first command, we all suffered for that. But we lived through it. Mm -hmm. They holler at you and they scream at you. And they teach you stuff to keep you alive. Mm -hmm. you go That's their job. And that, that's their job. Mm -hmm. yeah. That discipline that I have to stand here and stare at this wall for 15 seconds or 15 minutes, whatever, for absolutely no reason. Well, guess what? When I'm sitting out there and, and a, yeah, protecting someone overseas and I'm sitting there for hours or 15 minutes or whatever it is, that discipline, that routine is already instilled in me that mm -hmm. I know. And guess what? That's who I want sitting next to me. Mm -hmm. I don't yeah. want the person who couldn't handle that or it stressed them out or maybe, you know, they, they couldn't do those things because it's teaching us to have that constant to focus. To endure. Just like sports, you know, you don't get better if you don't practice. Mm -hmm. Kind of the same thing. If I shoot two basketball hoops, great. If I shoot a thousand, I'm probably going to be a lot better. It's going to teach me that yeah. routine yeah. and that, all of over that. Over and over. You learn to give the address the officer with the address of the day. You better have it down to the minutes. Because you do it wrong, he somehow, he's got a clock in his head, he knows that. Yeah. Right? But those are things you do. And you learn respect mm -hmm. for one another. 
So it's a set of values that you can bring out and use in the civilian side of life. It makes it a lot easier. I think the military also, Army, we have values that we are instilled in us in basic training. Yeah. Integrity, uh, honesty, they continue on, and it goes on. We can use it in life. Mm-hmm. And I know for me, I hold myself ac- accountable to those standards to this day. And so I know if I'm struggling or I'm slacking, I can have one of my battles come beside me and say, hey, we know you. Th- we know how this is. Yeah. This ain't you. Mm-hmm. Let's, you know, sit down and talk. Yeah. Yeah. Barb said one day, I was, I'm picky about my uniform, okay? And she said, well, who cares? I do. That's my standard. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And that's the last time she's ever said anything about that. But that's my standard. I have earned the right to be picky. Mm-hmm. Yep. So that's my standard. So like this, <laughs> when it comes to dress up, yeah. Never, you have clothes on? Huh? You have clothes on? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, but you see the redder goes here. Mm-hmm. We all understand that what's, what we wear as a uniform, we're proud of. Mm-hmm. And we dress accordingly. You see shoes shine. Uh, everything's in its right spot, right? No, these these ain't been, these been shined by oil. not a good oil. example. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. But, um, you know, little things that you probably don't think about. Females, we can't have earrings. We can't wear makeup. Can't have fingernails painted. You know, even to this day, those are things that I, I am not a person that's going to go get some crazy fingernails because no. that's instilled in me. And that's just how my life has been because of the military. Not that it's wrong, but there's just different things that last with us forever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I have kids. When they get punished, they run laps and do wall sets. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. Um, people are like, oh, my gosh. Or I'll hear people say, wow, your kids are really on a schedule. Your kids are independent. Those Trained they're, to be that way. They're yeah. trained to be that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We just carry those things as parents, as coworkers, as yeah. whatever. Yeah. Um, you do that. I used to make my kids stand in front of me and tell me what they done wrong, and tell me what the punishment should be. Mm. My kids have to form up. I say form up, and they stand in front of me at parade rest. They're yeah. nine and ten. They know <laughs> that if. I, if if I've had it, I say that, and they're like, oh, no. Oh, yeah. That's why I told like baseball, you get three chances to do it right. And if you screw that third chance up, you're in front of me. Mm-hmm. I don't yell. I don't scream. It's just that simple. Mm-hmm. Boom, yep. you're done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I so think, that was. I think my son, he's uh, middle school now. He does football. He does baseball. And wrestling started, and this is his first year wrestling. And he's like, I don't want to do it, Mom. I said, you might not want to do it right now. But in 10 years, in 15 years, you're going to reap those percussions mm-hmm. of self-discipline, yeah. of working as a team. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I know they don't understand because I've got a junior. And she doesn't understand why I say the certain things or ask of the certain things. Oh, she's just being mom. Yeah. It's because of certain things that we've went through in our training, in our lives, that we say what we say. Yeah. Yeah, so if you start something, you finish it. Yep. Mm-hmm. Unless Absolutely. there's an absolute yep. there that has to, but yeah, you start, you finish. Yep. You start, you do the best you can do. And that's all I matters. mean the best. If, I don't care about how bad it hurts or how bad you feel, you do your best. Mm-hmm. Yep. yep. So. And it don't rain on the Army either. 
Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I heard that, and I was laying on the firing line. Every time that bolt slammed, I got water in my eyes. It wasn't raining on the army; that was just something I was imagining. Okay? Well, so, we have these little things in the air force. And if the alarm goes off, says lightning within five. We all go inside. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you see, we take breaks for when it's too hot. <laughs> the work rest cycle—that's what we call it. They, minutes off, ten minutes off. Station next to an air force base. In the army, you don't put your hands in your pockets when it's oh, cold. You got gloves. That's Air Force gloves. They always walk around their zippers unzipped, <laughs> hands in the pockets. Bunch of slackers over there. That's not a lie. It drives me crazy. They actually just changed our regulations so girls can wear their hair in ponytails, not like in buns. Yeah. So you would have your hair down. Everybody says, well, Sergeant Harvey, why are you not wearing your hair down? No. no. I get it. Right now in 2022, that's allowed. Back in 2006, it wasn't. And from 2006 to 2022, I wore my hair up. And guess what? I'm going to continue to wear it up. All, yeah. It's, it's there, one of those. You can go online and get this. Uh, <laughs> yeah. 20 things you know. Did you know this person was in the village? You read yeah. that? Yeah. <laughs> that? That's awesome. It is. But it's true. It, it is. Yeah. There's certain things that you'll see and you just know. You can pick. Um, I think it's funny because when we travel or if we're in another country, we say, um, you gotta wear closed-toed shoes. You gotta wear nice jeans. You gotta wear a button-down shirt. Guess what? They know it's us. Yeah. <laughs> they know we are not one yeah. of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not I, because of our hair and skin color, but because of the way we're dressed, the way mm-hmm. we act, the things we say. Yeah. Um, yes, ma'am. No, ma'am. Yes, yeah. I was gonna say yes, sir. No, sir. It's um, talking to people. They're like, "Why are you calling me, sir?" It's ingrained in it's you. It's a matter it's, of respect. Yeah, it's respect. So. But, yeah, that, that's some of the standards you learn to live by. You take them with you the rest of your life, uh, and it's just the way we are. Uh, I think the one that stuck with me, if you're sitting there and you're always the first one done, you know you serve time in the military. Because <laughs> <laughs> when you go to eat, the drill sergeant will come in and say, you come in here to eat, shut up and eat. <laughs> Didn't care how much you ate. You never took more than you could eat because they was on you because you're throwing food away. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had to drink three liquids. We had to have three liquids. I don't know why it was a thing. Sticks with me to this day. Three liquids. They may, they, I don't was like staying hydrated is a thing, I right. guess. So. But I know we just, I know in basic, I drank a lot of chocolate milk. I was one of these small guys, 140 pounds, so it's going to put me in a fat man squad. <laughs> That's these guys doing push-ups, jumping over one another. And I thought, no, I ain't joining that. One guy's landing on me. I'm going to be hurt for life. <laughs> so I drank chocolate, chocolate milk, beer, and coffee. I gained weight. <laughs> Teach you the hat. But that was just things they were building you up to get ready for what she's going to face. Yep. And that, they, they were care and concern. And, you know, we went away with things I do today. When I get ready to do a service or something, I get my boots out, spit shine them, yeah. clean them up. So, and then everything on my uniform's right. It's personal pride. I earned the hard way what's on that uniform. Mm-hmm. I think right now we're going to take a little break, and then we'll come back. Uh, these two have class right now, so we got to tell their teachers. Um, so, okay, we're gonna start off. What is your favorite memory from the military? 
<laughs> Favorite memory. I well, I can tell you this is we a high school show. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> tell you what we're oh. we can't laugh, but we're not going there. Good to keep it G-rated. <laughs> Favorite memory. I tell you one memory I had. I was at Fort Dix, and we had a guy from Florida who had never seen snow. He thought it was the most awesome thing that ever was, okay? Now think about it. He's never seen snow. Okay, yeah. And the last memory I seen him, he was laying down behind... What, an automatic weapon? Yeah. The automatic weapon, E2, M14 E2. Mm. He had every bit of clothes he could put on, <laughs> on and he was still sh What had happened the day before, he'd walked off into a snowdrift, and they had to dig him out of it. And he was cold from that point on. The rest of us had our you know, regular field clothes on, warm, or field jackets would be unzipped or something. But he had every piece of clothing he could get on, on, and he was sitting there shivering so hard. You couldn't have put a glass half full of water. It would have not stayed on his body. He was shivering that bad. I really felt sorry for him, okay? But he had to learn how to dress right, and he was freezing <laughs> up. I you know, really felt sorry for him. He was the only guy up there. Like that. He was from Florida, but he'd never seen snow. He was, oh, he was out there running and playing in it and just having a good time till he fell in that snow drift and they dug him out and he was cold ever since then. That <laughs> sticks in my mind big because he was laying on the ground going like this. <laughs> so I, you know, I never seen him after that, but he was cold. That's one that sticks in my mind. Um, so. I have had the opportunity to spend most of my career in a fighter squadron, so we travel a lot. Um, and just making so many so many memories traveling and being able to I can't I can't say one, but just being able to tell my kids or point out a map or um, probably one of my favorite trips is we spent um, a month in Europe. So it's been a couple years ago, but our point of going there was to say, Hey, look, we can come here. We can survive. Um, well, while we were in Europe, we realized that... Um, what can I say on this? <laughs> we realized that um, our flying was a little different than their, their layout of their land, um, you know, and different things that we required, they didn't... It was just different. So um, we had a lot of downtime. We traveled Europe. And when I say we traveled Europe, we went to Poland. We went to see the Auschwitz and the camps. We went hiking in the high Tatras. I mean, we did some amazing things that I would never in my lifetime say that I would ever get to do. Um, made some amazing memories with some awesome coworkers. Um, and I can tell you a lot of different trips that I've been on, places I've gone, Germany, Italy, the Azores, Google the Azores. Um, it's a little Italian town. It's an island. Nothing the Army's ever been to. Um, <laughs> we drank wine. We had steak on a rock. And we went with the running of the bulls. I mean, there's bulls running downtown. And we're running. I mean, those memories are not necessarily military memories. But they are memories I've made and things that I will never be able to experience without the military. And the camaraderie of... Doing that just makes you even closer with your coworkers because, I mean, whether you like them or not, when you're in those situations, you drive to work together, you come home to work together, you eat together, 
breakfast, lunch, and supper, you work out together. So shower together. you shower together. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Everything shower is with them. So I don't know. I can't say one memory, but I will say the opportunity of traveling and what the military has given me that way is yeah. incredible. Mm. I can say on that, my husband is also a prior service. Uh, we got to live in Hawaii for three years. So, yeah, we would have never been able to do that mm. without the military. And we've got... Our oldest two, our junior and our middle schooler, were down there. My son was five weeks old. He can say that he's touched clear waters. Um, my older one, she she doesn't remember at all, but you know, she people she says, "Oh, I I lived in Hawaii." Yeah, okay. <laughs> no, we have, <laughs> and it's just we lived in Georgia, we lived in Arizona, we moved around because of either myself or my husband. And that's one thing I can say. We wanted to see more. We didn't, though. So if you want to travel, join the military. Mm -hmm. And and they pay for it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, that was the thing that I liked. Been to Germany, Wake Island, Hawaii, Vietnam. (laughs) Been all those places I never get to go now. Mm -hmm. And here in the States, on maneuvers all over Georgia, Louisiana. Carolinas, just with Uncle Sam. Mm-hmm. It was great. Mm-hmm. Even though I had a short time in, we'd done weekend passes in New York City. The most awesome thing I've seen there, we went to the USO and the Supremes were doing that night. You know how hot they were in the 60s? That place was packed, no. but it was an awesome concert. So he mentioned the USO. There is a company, they're called the USO, that um, they're pretty much in every airport, every military base. Um, they're kind of like the Legion, but on the base, <laughs> I guess. Yeah. They Everything they give us is for free. They yeah. bring, if we're in the middle of the desert, they'll bring a concert over. You know, they'll bring the NFL football players, the Colts cheerleaders, whatever. They'll come over and visit us. And it just kind of builds that boost, that morale, and gives you that little, like, hey, this place isn't great, but here's a little piece of fun. Um but, but they were there for the troops, and that whole concert was all free. Nothing cost us a dime. We walked in there. We were dressed class A's, and you were the you were the star of the show for them. But they put on con- those things same way in, in Philadelphia. Got to go to there to USO shows. They were all top grade, all for the troops. And that was yeah, awesome. It's so, pretty amazing. They they still do a lot for us now. Even yeah, I get letters from them to support them, but they don't work off of donations, and they're the ones who done Bob Hope. They mm-hmm. they backed mm-hmm. him when he went to Vietnam and all over the world for the troops. Yep. So, yeah, they do a lot. Of, it's a great you know, organization. That, I forgot about that, but that was that was an awesome concert that night. Mm. I think one thing you said our favorite. I think if you have a chance ever in your life to see the guys coming home, the men and women coming home, that yeah. ceremony. Mm-hmm. Um, it's even more a little moving if they've lost. Mm-hmm. But that is a moving ceremony in itself to sit there and watch them come home. Um, I was fortunate. I got to see my husband come home with our kids right beside us. And that in itself, it says a lot. You know, I, my husband tells me stories Um with his job, he's military intelligence. Oxymoron, I know. <laughs> yeah. Oxymoron. Um, 
So unfortunately, a lot of his job we can we don't talk about, or we cannot talk about. No. It's classified. So unfortunately, when he was deployed, it was, "Hey, honey, how was your day? Good, bad, fine. It sucked. Whatever." Mm-hmm. But it was just to see that camaraderie, the respect, even between the spouses. I've been fortunate. I've been on both sides, and it is very moving. So if you ever get that chance to see that, I think. So um, I'm going to put a little plug in here. So there's a thing called Honor Flight Northeast Indiana. Um, we uh, host at the 122nd in Fort Wayne. Um, I know uh, there's a lot of organizations, local communities that support it. And if you ever get a chance um, to look up Honor Flight, um, they host a homecoming um, for those men and women. So these are people that have served and they take them to Washington, D.C. They show them all the monuments, things. Um, you can write them letters. So I'm going to cry. <laughs> they get a mail call on the plane. Um, these are people that have served Vietnam, like, you know, Korea. the, Korea, older, the yeah. older generation. Um, things that they didn't have that now we have. Um, they didn't really get treated the best and get the amenities that we get. So getting that letter... Um, and they do a, a mail call. You can write, you can say, hey, I want to, I don't know this person, but I'm going to write them a letter. Mm-hmm. You know, they do a mail call. When they come home to the airport, um, there's not a parking spot. Yeah. It's the cool inside, the outside, it's kind of like a parade for them. I mean, they have people celebrating their homecoming. Mm-hmm. Because we come home now, uh, my husband um, at the time um, was in the military as well. Um, in 2014, they were gone for six months. And when you're married to another military person or when it's you going on the deployment, you're in a whole different mindset. This is your job. You have a job to do, and you're going to do it, and you're going to do it to your best of your ability. Everybody else wants to send you off and wants to give you hugs and kisses and do all that. That's great, but that's not the mindset you're in when you're going. But I will say on the other side of that, um, my husband at the time was deployed. He was deployed for six months. Him coming home, being on the receiving end of that is completely different. My son is 10 years old, and he still tells me, Mom, do you remember when we watched the TV and when Santa came and delivered our presents, but Dad was on the TV? You know, those things. I don't know why. I get sorry. I'm so emotional. I am not a crier, but right now. um, Yeah, just those experiences. The experiences for my kids. Um, and it does, it puts you in a different mindset. If you're the one going, if you're the one doing the work versus if you're the loved one missing them. Um, and kind of like she said, you know, when we're spouses, um, we're not just a military person. We're also a wife. We're a mom. Um, we get all the hats. Yeah. We we get them all. And we have to stay strong. I know there were, you, you said six months old. Um, our daughter, our youngest, was three weeks old when our my husband got deployed. And uh, let me tell you, I had two age kids that were in school. I was scared. <laughs> Shootless. I can cut it. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm glad we asked Seth about that because I would be the one. Um, I was scared. My husband's gone. I'm a mom. I'm by myself. I'm in Georgia. My family's here in Indiana. I have nobody. 
I had a few, of course, you know, you yeah. get those people that you just bond with. Mm-hmm. Um, but I still, on a daily basis, I was scared that how am I going to wake up with my child? How am I going to get my kids to school? And it is just, it is a whole nother, people realize, oh, we're just the spouse or your husband's deployed. You don't realize what we take on. And it's not just the mom. When no. we're gone, yeah, the dads are a single dad. Mm-hmm. They're taking care of that. They're doing all of those things that sometimes moms do, and now they're not, they're having to work their full-time job well, and take things. care of those they're things. They're doing the wifely duties. Yeah. Right? yeah. <laughs> so I remember, it sticks out to me, and then like I said, this is in 2014. I remember my wing commander at my base, or vice wing commander, um, I don't know what we were doing, but I had to pick up the kids and go to the grocery store. And I ran into him at the grocery store, and it was like two out, three hours after work, and I was still in uniform. And not that it's a big deal, but we just don't wear our uniforms to the store. Um, it's just not something we do. Um, and the next day at work, he said, you know what? He said, I realized something last night. And I said, what? He said, you don't turn off. He yeah. said, when you mm-hmm. leave here, it doesn't stop. Mm-hmm. You leave from work, and then you go into being a mom. And then, you know, like, you're just constantly going right now. And for someone who doesn't have kids or doesn't have a military spouse or doesn't have a spouse, you know, as a young, when I deployed in 2009, it was just me. I was young and having fun, and I loved it. And I'm like, let's do this more. But I will tell you, um, Sergeant Harvey, now, and 18 years later, I have a husband. I have kids. Um, I love the military just as much, probably even more. But I'm going to let those 18 and 19-year-olds go deploy and have fun. Like, it's not easy. It's not easy. It takes a toll on your family. It takes a toll on you. Um, but, yeah, if you get the chance, go to Honor Flight. It is so moving. Yeah. It is, and, and it gives them their respect. It gives them those amenities and those things that they didn't have the opportunity to get that they well, deserve. I, I think it, it, it's in the, the thing I wrote was about when you go up there and thank that veteran, for what he done or she done, it's coming from home. Mm-hmm. And you're reaching out, touching him, and like nobody else has ever touched him because you took the time to show you cared. Mm-hmm. And you can see that in their faces, but you have to experience that. I can sit here and tell you about it, but you have to experience that to know what we're talking about, right? Absolutely. So, and that's kind of where that brother and sisterhood comes in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know my husband and I, we see somebody wearing either memorabilia of military hats, whatever, from whatever wars. We will go up, even us, and say thank you for your service. Mm-hmm. Because people in general do, do not realize how that little two seconds it took yeah. makes everybody. A difference in their world. Yeah. Because you don't realize how people, they some people tend to forget them. Yeah. A lot of the people that have been on the honor press, those wars are technically done and over with. They're history. Exactly. They are. And Even, not very good history they teach in schools. Yes. <laughs> don't okay. get me started. <laughs> <laughs> My 10-year-old came oh. home and was like, Mom, uh, he's in fourth grade. He's like, people in my class don't know what 9-11 is. Yes. Yeah. And I'm like, what do you mean? But, you know, it. you guys look and say, oh, my gosh, you know what it is. Yeah. But yeah. he's in fourth grade, so think about that. Like, for him, it's history. It's 20 years it's, old. It's, it's 20 history. years old, yeah. and they don't know what it is. 
And again, like I said, we instill things in our kids. He said, you know, I told them we needed a moment of silence. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I remember when my daughter you know? came home and told me about things in Vietnam. And I just looked at her off the top and bullshit. <laughs> what happened? You have that talk to that teacher. I'll come and tell you a little more about Vietnam than he probably wants you to hear. Um, and some other guys could do that too. But they 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 hide it from. You don't people. see this raw side of us very much. Yeah, <laughs> they hide it from people. They want to sugarcoat it like it never happened, and that's wrong. If you don't know where you came from. You don't know where you're going, and you'll repeat everything Amen. again. Mm-hmm. And we don't yes. want to see that. Yeah. People have fought too hard to make this country what it is and to let somebody not teach it correctly or not present it in the manner it should be, then that's wrong also. Mm-hmm. Yeah, these Veterans Day programs that you guys do, I know like um, my son's school, because of COVID, they haven't been able to have any programs for a while. Um, and I know you guys said you're not able to have like the program here, so that's why you're doing this. Yeah. Um, it it means a lot to us. Mm-hmm. It really does. Yeah. Um, we may not show it, or people that you see may not see this side of us, yeah. but um, it, it really does. It means a lot, and those little things or those little cards or, you know, kids coloring pictures or whatever. Um, yeah. It, There's a bunch of those pictures on the bulletin board at Legion. Yeah. Yeah, it's appreciated. It's mm-hmm. it's really amazing. So I appreciate you guys taking the time and even like the interest to ask us these questions and get to know about yeah, it. Yeah, of course, so, of course. Yeah, thank yeah. you. Yeah, I first they first told me about this. I thought, well, this is better than no program, right? Yeah. And I think it might be better than what I thought it would be at this <laughs> point because, like I said, she said, you're seeing more out of us than you would have got if we'd have done a program in the gym. Oh okay? yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that would have so, been a scripted. And there you go. Yeah. Yeah. Very much so. We're not a bunch of horses. (laughs) (laughs) We do get emotional, okay? We're proud of what we did. Mm -hmm. Even though it wasn't that much for me, but I'm still proud to be a part of that. Mm -hmm. Proud to be called a veteran. Because I I volunteered to do this, and it could have been a lot more if I hadn't had a serious accident which took me out of the military, okay? Mm -hmm. And I know for me, like, I'm not one to say, oh, yeah, I'm a veteran, or... I, I served. You know, yeah. you don't get that very often. Yeah. If my son wasn't in the fourth grade doing the program, I probably wouldn't go. Yeah. So. I'll be completely honest. Anyway, <laughs> and like, you see me fly the fo- collars on my vehicle all the time. Yeah. I'm proud of those collars. Yeah. I know how it's who's coming down the road when I see a flag. <laughs> these guys. Yeah. yeah, I got called the American Mobile. <laughs> okay, yeah, I can live with that. Been called worse. Yeah, a lot worse. When I came home and got out of service, they told us put civilian clothes on, not to wear our uniform. I went home in civilian clothes, and for my whole career working, there were several people that knew I was a veteran. But I didn't get to appreciate it until 10 years ago when I joined the American Legion. Mm. Somebody brought me out of the closet. Yeah, we drug you back in place. <laughs> now when they come up and say thank you, I think at that time in Oakland, California, when I was changed out of uniform, 
Got on the bus to go home. Yeah. I have a picture on my phone of green grass. And I sent it to my family because I couldn't tell them where I was at. I couldn't tell them where I was doing. Mm -hmm. But I was able to send them a picture of green grass. And they knew that that at least meant I was on U.S. soil. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of things guys can't talk about because the government don't want you talking about it. There's things they won't talk about because it brings back memories that would scare the crap out of. <laughs> that's not the word I want to use, but it would scare the crap out of you <laughs> to see. Well, I know we ran into Calvin, another veteran, local veteran. Um, he said the last time that he talked about his experience, he was up for three days. Yeah, he never slept for three days. Mm. And you guys see violence on the on TV, on everywhere. Mm -hmm. But that is, yes, it is violence and it's a horrible thing. But you don't know what we've seen, what we've done. Right. So, you know, it's a it's whole It's a different other... type of violence. Yes. And you would, uh, how, how is it? I've seen one man told me, he says, I don't see how people can do this to people. Yeah. Okay. It's Wait. just like, uh, you know, there's articles of war that says... This is how we kill one another in a humane fashion, right? Like, really? But then you see some of these people nowadays who's running these countries are not even coming to that. So, yeah, just never forget where we've came from as a country. Because mm. if you do, then God didn't. help you. Yeah. Because you're bound to repeat it all. I think that's one thing so for study us. study history, learn from history, and better prepare yourself for the future. I know veterans now look at our government. You know, what is, I remember when Obama was president and threatened, we didn't receive pay. We lived in Hawaii at the time. We didn't receive pay because of something some man sitting in a chair didn't do. Yeah, or didn't agree with. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, you know, sir, you wouldn't be sitting in that chair if it wasn't for people like us on the front lines. So, anyway, it's all important. Yeah. Pay attention. You guys are on overtime. You realize oh. that. Oh, you? it's fine. We want to hear everything. From you. <laughs> oh, you're loving this. <laughs> but yeah, we're, we're you know, at this point, we're glad to, to be able to sit here and talk about it. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm thinking I'm pretty much done talking about it. How about you? So, you've heard it from us. From the human side of being part of the military. I'm proud of what I did, even though it was a little bit. I'm proud that of the other people who served. Uh, I cannot walk in their shoes, nor do I want to. But if I had to, yeah, I'd still do it today. Mm -hmm. Even though Uncle Sam says broken a long time ago, wouldn't bother me to pick up and go for it. Mm. I won't be as fast or as quick. <laughs> I get tired sooner. Yeah. So, but yeah, I would be willing to go do it again. I would do it all over again, absolutely. Yeah. And four more years to get to 20. Yeah, well, I'd have been like you, and I'd have been a lifer. But um, I do. I have a lot of respect for the people that are around me that have been there, the people that are currently there, and especially the families who have lost loved ones that weren't able to come home. Yeah, we got a guy in the post, what, 26 years in the military? I don't ask him when he works. I ask him where, 
when he's vacation schedule is, so I know when I get a hold of him. Because <laughs> yeah. he still travels around the world, okay? And more power to him. He earned that right to do that. Yeah. And just like her, she retires. I won't pick on her because she's not working. I just pick on her like, where are you going now? I'm going to be able to get a hold of you. I picked up He's just mad he can't go with. Yeah, that's it. Hey, I'm telling you, retiring at 40, don't fit, 45 does. years old. Don't fit, does it? doesn't. It doesn't. But it's something I'm very proud of and something I yeah. would 100% well, if you ask me say, do it. Mm-hmm. No. Hands down, do it. no questions, do You've it. You've the do right it. to do it. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway. So, we're keeping you, and thank you again. Yeah. Thanks thank for you, having guys. us. Thanks for thinking about this. Do you guys have other this. questions for us? Yeah. We kind of... I think we covered it all. Okay. It's been an honor to talk to you guys, and thank you for sharing your stories. And okay. from South Adams, thank you for your service. Yes, all four thank of you. you. Thank you.